theyeshiva.net. We finished the paragraph on the top. This was the third, the third chapter of the Maimer, page one thirty-four. Well, only the second paragraph. Of in the Hebrew, it would be Samach Zion, column three. On top, it says Yisrael. Today's class is dedicated by Sarah Malka, Simon, and Cyril Goldman, in loving memory of Rabbi Yitzchak Yaakov ben Reb Moshe, the unforgettable Jerry Simon, and tribute to his yard site on the fourth day of Adar. Thank you very, very much, and you should be an eternal source of inspiration and blessing. So the last point we explored in the previous year in this Maimah B'chayda Shashlishi is the difference between Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad and Baruch Shem Kvayd Malchusay La'olam Vad. The Mishnah says in Maseches Psachim, Anshe Yerichay HaYukarchen Shema. People who lived in Yerichay sandwiched Shema. And one of the interpretations of the Gemara is they eliminated Baruch Shem. They did away with it. From Shema Yisrael, they went straight to Vahafta, which is actually the way it's in Chumash. In Pashas Veschanan, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekein Hashem Echad, Vahafta Hashem Alekech. Where does Baruch Shem come from? So the Gemara tells a story that when Yaakov was about to pass away, he saw that the Shechina departed, and he was afraid that one of his children is blemished, and they said, Shema Yisrael, Yisrael referring to their father, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekein Hashem Echad, and Yaakov responded in gratitude, Baruch Shem Kwed Malchus So on one hand, Yaakov Avinu said it when he heard Shema Yisrael. On the other hand, Moshe didn't say it. So we say it silently. That's why we say it silently. On this, the Gemara tells him, gives a metaphor. The Gemara says, Rabbi said a metaphor, and the metaphor is Moshe Lamelech, the spices of the food. Tzikigdeira is like the, the, the geshmaka spices of the pot. You know, what's, day, what's in the pot very spicy and very delicious, and it had a great fragrance. And she smelled it, and she wanted to eat it. There was a problem. And that is, as the Gemara puts it, if If she's going to tell everybody, this is what I want, it's going to be embarrassing. This is what a princess is interested in. We would think she has more noble and royal interests. So it's going to be a disgrace for her and for her family because she's a Bas Melech. And she wants, you know, the leftovers of the Cholent. You know, it's like the last piece of sushi. Everybody's eyeing it. You ever saw by these places? Yeah, you have 10 rabbis, right? <laughs> or 10 chashavayidin, you know what I mean? It's a pasnasht. It was once a very prominent dinner with many gedolim from the New York area. Rabbi Yitzchak Hutner was there. So the waiter came over and he said, chicken or meat? You know the question, right? By the dinners. So Rav said, Seder is Nishma Akiv. Seder is Nishma Akiv. <laughs> so, uh, this is what Abbas Melech wants. She should be playing the violin, I guess. Hanging out in a Japanese garden, enjoying the roses and writing poetry. So she can't, he can't talk about it. So don't say it, ignore it. The Gemara says, yes, let's are. <laughs> Her body wants it. 
So what do they do? So the Gemara says, They brought her the food quietly. So there's no pain, there's no disgrace, nobody knows about her. That's a great solution, right? You just do it quietly, nobody sees. That's the marshal the Gemara says to why we say Baruch Shem. Here you see, without Pnimi Satayra, when you come to Agadus and the Gemara, it sounds like almost like, you know, the boys are falling asleep, so let's entertain them with some fast metaphor. What, what's, what's the metaphor? The metaphor is, on one hand, we want to say Baruch Shem, why? Because Yaakov said it. That's like the Cholent. I, I want, I want the last, last part of Cholent. I want it seeking data. I'm embarrassed, because Moshe didn't say it. So what do we do? We do it quietly. And I ask you, the Gemara had to give this marshal. A princess with chicken, <laughs> craving the last piece of sushi or the last piece of lasagna or the last piece of tongue with mustard. And she's embarrassed, but she's pained without it. So you, you make a deal nobody sees. And does that really deal with the problem? And that's a muscle for what? For Jews wanting to say Baruch Shem. It's embarrassing. Why? Because Moshe didn't say it. Like, how do you even want to say it? On the other hand, I want to say it. I want the food. But it's the the the, the, the marshal is very very difficult to understand. This, I'm just going to say a classic example without Pnimi Satoida. You read these gemaras, a lot of gemaras like this, endless. The whole Agadita looks like this. With Pnimi Satoida, you see a whole different. Oh, this is what Altareb explains. Marshal the Bas Melech, Bas Melech refers to Malchus, Sfiras Malchus, Malchuscha Malchus Kolelam. That's right away Bas Melech. Bas Melech is the word, Malchus. She smells the spices of the Geshmaka food that's called Avedis Sabirurim. Malchus smells the Tainug, the uniqueness of what happens in a world of struggle and darkness where the person has the courage to be able to find the light from the darkness. There's a special tavlin, it's a special spice, a special aroma, a unique flavor that comes from transformation. But yesh there's a shame here, because for this to happen, elakus has to go into klippa. <laughs> if elakus doesn't go into klippa, there's no darkness. So let's not do it. But yesh latzar. But then there's the, there's, there's, there's a shame in it, but there's also a pain of not having that whole experience. This exactly is the tension between Yehuda Elah and Yehuda Tata. What's Yehuda Elah, Yehuda Tata? It says in Zoya, I told you, Shema Yisrael is Yehuda Elah, a higher, a higher state of unity. Baruch Shem is Yehuda, lower state of unity. That's what the Zoya is now. What is that supposed to mean? There's two basements, a higher, a higher floor. So the Altareb explains, in this Maim and many others, in the sec- second section of Tanya is based on this, Shar HaYichud Vahemuna, the portal of faith. And it's, 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 it's really marvelous to be able to, to see what he's saying. And every, Everything you look at the world, you could see it from two different perspectives. Within Achdos, we're not talking, I know you could see it from the perspective of 
of a, of a complete external, external perspective. We're not talking about, we're talking about from the perspective of Achtos, perspective of Yiddishkeit, from the perspective of Torah, you could see it from two different point of views. One is Achdos, but it's called Yichudetato, a lower state of consciousness of Achdos. It's called lower only because it's lower than the higher one. Trust me, it's not that low. <laughs> it's not that low. It's pretty high, if you ask me, if you ask anybody. Yichudetato is a higher state. What's the difference? So to use the Isis of Chesidus, and I hope by now, after the shiurim, these oasis would suffice to make it relevant, but unfortunately it doesn't always. Yechudah tata is mitzad oir. Yechudah ilah is mitzad the source of oir. In the language of the Maimer, the ray of the sun versus the sun. We'll use other oasis. Yechudah tata is mitzad mamala kalalman. Yechudah ilah is mitzad saiv of kalalman. Other oasis. Yechudah tata is mitzad dibur, malchus. Yechudelah is mitzad atzmos. Ani Hashem loishonisi. Those are the language, this is the language. Right? Many people see these words like, uh, it sounds the most abstract thing in the world. But it's really the most relevant thing in the world. Because when you look at anything in the world, here is the yechudetata label, and here's the yechudelah label. Yechudetata label, is, can you, scientists always take things apart and want to see what is it made up of, right? I see a world, I see trees, I see houses, I see sky, I see stars, I see an animal or an incident, what is it made up of? So you dissect and you take apart and there's deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and every generation they discover a deeper layer of what it's made up of. I have a body, I know, but what is it made up of? What makes the nose? What makes there? It's incredible. The miracles of biology. Or of anything, a mountain or an ocean or the sun or the moon, everything that the Chachma is incredible. And that's what science does. It takes everything apart. It wants to see what's called the Pnimius. The Pnimius. The building blocks. The building blocks. I see a beautiful home, but I want the architect and the contractor to explain to me, right? What is this home made of? Or a piece of art? It's made of there's the, there's the, the building blocks of art. There's the building blocks of the world. So you have, all matter is basically comprised of atoms. Atoms joining together, ultimately creating all matter. Atoms are the building blocks of matter. But stay an atom, an atom itself, each atom itself has chachma ein soif, has infinite wisdom. Take, take apart the atom. By the way, the word atom means indivisible. In Greek, atom means it's indivisible, but that's not the case. <laughs> Because today we call it an atom, because every atom has within it what they call subatomic part, what the atom is made up of. The atom itself is made up of, 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 of various particles. And then you have what's called subatomic particles, sub-subatomic particles. You go deeper and deeper. The deeper you go, the more crazy it becomes. <laughs> it's literally, literally the more crazy. I'm, I'm using that word precisely, even though it's not a sophisticated word. The more, the more, the more insane it becomes. The more wondrous it becomes. The more you see that it's not finite, and it's not systematic, and it's full of paradox. It's you have to use different tools to be typhus. Ninety-nine point nine percent of an atom is empty space. We don't see that. We see solids because our eyes don't detect that. So our eyes fill up the space. It's one of the tricks of the brain. 
We don't like dealing with emptiness. So the eyes fill up the space. A physicist once said, I told this to you once, that all the matter, all the chaymer, all the gashmias of this physical planet, you could fit into a carry-on suitcase. The first, <laughs> all the physicality of our world, the real chaymer, the real gashmi, because 99.9% of the atom is empty space. <laughs> it's the whole planet fills into a carry-on suitcase. You see why the Alter Rebbe says, Baruch Sha'amar Vahayayalam. Savart. It's, it's a carry-on suitcase. Oh. Because he wants to exist. <laughs> it wants to exist. That's why the president goes with a, with a suitcase. <laughs> the president walks with a suitcase. <laughs> What's that empty space? That empty space is Dvar Hashem. That you're not going to hop with a, with an X-ray, with a microscope, because a lacus is not a micro, is not something that goes into the microscopic. That's not littered by the microscopic instrument. If godliness is something that a microscopic instrument could say, "This is it," then achin <laughs> for such a god. You understood what I just said? As the Kotzker Rebbe once said, "A god." Same idea, psychologically, but the same idea, I'm saying it scientifically, but same as psychologically. A God that every, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely, every putrid, every putrid seed can grasp, I will not worship. The microscope is almost going to give a haskama that elokus exists. It's in a microscope. People say, I'll believe in God when you could show it to me in a scientific lab. <laughs> if that's the God you're looking for, you don't want to believe in such a God. <laughs> that the scientific lab, they, oh, I got a picture. The camera now captured him. So you can tell, say, oh, it's an excuse. You can't prove it, right? But it's, it's, it's deeper than an excuse. Obviously, anything exists. Oh, it's too big for the camera. We're not saying it's too big for the camera. If it's an union of ain't safe by MS, so then the microscopic instrument won't grasp it. So the 99% of matter is Dvar Hashem. It's not, it's 100% of the matter. In other words, the physical is an embodiment of divine energy of ain't safe. That's called Koyer Chapoyal Benifel. That's called Mamalik Alman. That's Yechudatato. Yechudah Tata never ever escapes embodiment. Emotionally, what is Yechudah Tata is, I can go into every emotion and look for the meaning of it. Look for, there's, there's, Hashem is there. Like we spoke in the Mayim of Basilagani, Lamata Aden Tachlos. There's nothing you have to run away from. Sometimes there's very dark things in the world. There's evil in the world too. There's Ra. There's immorality. There's, 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 there's violence, there's bloodshed. Unfortunately, we all know this. There's hate. And that also gets its chiyus. Obviously, through, through, as I said yesterday, through monstrous uh, processes of reductionism and symptom and concealment and filters till Hashem gives chiyus to a pare. But what does that mean in our life? In our life, it's a little easier. It means I, I could, I could take apart everything and I'll find a lakus. That's very powerful. That's Yichud Tata. That's Baruch Shem Kvayt Malchus The world is one. What makes the world one? It's really a place of oneness. 
the, the, the wars, the, 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 the differentiations between us to the point of violence or hatred or jealousy is, is a shell. It's a blockage. And yet we fall prey to that blockage. And that's Avoida. That's, and this is what the Basmelech smelled. She smelled the Geshmak of Avoida, of transformation. But to understand from a place of Ein Sof, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. But it's painful without. Because Diri B'Tachtoinim is rooted in the essence of Hashem. What's Yichud Eilah? Yichud Eilah is you could take every reality and trace it back from the, gla- from the glasses of Ein Soif Mamish. It's all Ein Soif. You don't live in the world of struggle. Not because you're repressing. No. Because everything is infinity. And that's the p'china of Ani Hashem Leishanisi. Pre-creation, post-creation, as he always says, nothing changed. What do you mean nothing changed? That same reality. All of Bria Sa'olam is an uptight in Eir. The ray of the sun went through a lot of journeys, and in that world, the ray articulates itself in, a, in, 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 in animals and mammals and birds and insects and reptiles and fish and, and humans and daimim, tzemeya, chayim, adabri, bush and shrub and tree and fruit and vegetable and legume and seed. Every, every snake and every frog and every turtle, it's another articulation of Ein Saif. And there is diversity, in the world of Yechudah, of course there's a yesh. That's the whole Avaidah. I'm not an illusion, you're not an illusion. Yeah, I have a reality and there's a, and there's you, you, and you, everyone has their unique chemistry too. That's why Bishvili Nivra'ilam. And there's a special, special smell in that. There's nothing like the transformation. Anybody who does, works on themselves knows when you transform. The Gemara says where Balchuva stands, at Sadiq can't stand. Why? Because that's what truva is. Truva is I made a mistake and I was alienated. Why? Because I wasn't a blockage. And then you remove that blockage. The light that comes out of the darkness is unprecedented. But that you can only have with Yichud Tata. What's Yichud Go back to pre-creation. Pre-creation, yeah? There's no, there's no brokenness. <laughs> All is ain't safe, ain't night malvadai mamish. And the Kiddush of Chiddush is that that exists post-creation too. With different glasses. What does the world look like in you? It's not that there's no world in Yehudah Allah. It's not like the world is, is a fan. There is a world. But what is it? It's the ray of the sun inside the sun. The uptight of everything in Yehudah Allah is Ein Saif. Now which world do you live in? Shema Yisrael Shem Alekein Hashem Echad is Yehudah Allah. Echad. Achtos. Baruch shame kvoid malchus you can already hear. There's shame kvoid malchus. Shame is a name, covered is glory, malchus is royalty. Over there, there's la'oilam vod. That's yichudetatam. To live with yichudetatam means you live with Hashem every moment. The way he's articulated in the universe. When you taste chicken in Yehuda Tata, what are you tasting? You're tasting chicken. <laughs> when you taste chicken in Yehuda Allah, what are you tasting? No. Mamish <laughs> Alakus. 
the sun is never dark. <laughs> You're asking if there's dark places in Yechudah Allah. It's like, it's one of the, does the sun ever get dark? <laughs> I put down the Venetian blind and it gets dark in my house. And that's what we do. We put down the Venetian blinds. Right? Or it's a cloudy day and the ray is not coming. All the Chilukim Madregas happens in, in the ray of the sun. And over there, there's a very big world and there's a finite world. But remember, in the pla- same place where the ray is, the sun exists. Back to what I say, the metaphors are never, are never precise. In the metaphor, the sun is there and the ray is here. You understand? But in the, in the Nimshal, <laughs> the sun is where the ray is. This is the very Edelkite. This is one of the Yesodas of the Alter Rebbe, the Edelkite. Is there a world or there's no world? So people say, who is he talking to? There's no world, really. Like I said the other day. So how is he saying a mimer? Aren't you contradicting yourself when you're saying a mimer? Oh, you are saying a mimer. You're telling me about Yehud Allah. So, 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 in Yiddish it's good. It's almost like a person thinks. It's like mind game. It's like word games. Right? People think it's like uh, another pilpul, another pilpul. So the, so the ray is in the sun, uh, so you don't exist. Thank you. So who's saying this? The very fact that we're talking about it seems like a mockery of what we're saying. But that's a very superficial understanding of Chassidus. <laughs> Yechudelah doesn't mean that there's no ray. There is a ray. It's all in the sun. Ah. Not what, not, not what is their bchir in not the regular bchir we talk about. Maybe the bchir is to become finite or not to be, to be finite or not to be finite. That's the question. Maybe this bchir for that. I don't know, huh? Yeah, but the tzaddik is inside of you. We have to start reaching a new place of consciousness. The tzaddik out there doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I mean, it exists, but you have to, huh? V'amech kulam tzaddikim, right? So we have to take that seriously. There's the soul is capable of experiencing Yehudah because its antennas are sensitive to this. The fact that you're sitting and you're looking at me and you don't view me every moment as a meshugana means that something about it resonates with you. MS? Something resonates. You're not even sure why. Right? Most people should be sitting here and saying, the guy is whacked. And, f- and for good reason. For good reason. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting, there's a table, I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> there's a mic, there's a video. And then he says, but just like before the Bria, it's exactly after the Bria. Thank you. I had an uncle, he would always tell me, it meant it was a nice way of saying you're normal. <laughs> but the emphasis in a few years, this is going to be the only language with which you're going to be able to talk about the world. So get ready. <laughs> Everything else is going to be like, uh, <laughs> in a few years, this is going to be the only, the only Sprach there'll be. 
Ani Hashem Loishanisi, this Madrega, that. Somebody once asked that Samach Tzedek, the grandson of Al-Tadji, he says he learns these Maimonim, but he doesn't, it doesn't go in. He doesn't really get it. He understands, but he doesn't get it. So he said, See, so told them that children, sometimes they want to overhear what their parents are saying. But the door is closed. So what do they do? They put their ears, you remember? They put their ears by the door. And they hear like every ten words, you know, like every five words. And then from that, they concoct what the parents are planning, you know? The next war of the parents against the children, so that the children could prepare the world war against their parents. He says, and then when their father or mother spills the beans and says what they said, they go, aha, 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 aha. Now they see how everything fits. So the Zemach Tzedek said, there's going to be a time of lakus, there's going to be in this gala, aha, 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 aha. That's what he told them. Aha. There was Kenan Zagan. Aha, aha. So now we're living in this kufa. You see, every day, every every month, on every level, it's getting closer. This is the new. This is the language of reality, right? A, a new earth, a new heaven. Shemayim chadasha, Eretz chadasha. It says in Yeshaya, it's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. What's trying a new heaven? It says in Yeshaya, Mashiach is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. What's it mean a new heaven and a new earth? A new heaven means a new consciousness. Shemayim is ruchnis, consciousness. A new Eretz is a new embodiment of consciousness. Like the guf is the Eretz of the Neshama. The Eretz, the earth, is the embodiment of consciousness. So, the, the world of Yehud Allah means, so to speak, if I could put on glasses, everything exists. But what is it? It's Ein Saif. So it's tracing back every reality to its ultimate source in the Boire. That's called Soiv of Kalalman. So the definition of everything is that it has no definition. Did you hear what I just said? Just here. The definition of everything is. Now that sounds weird, right? But it's not. It's 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 true. (laughs) That is the definition of everything. We, we, we don't see it because our eyes are a product of Mamala Kalalman. Our eyes and our brain are post, post, post all the tzimtzumim to the point of Olam HaAsiyah. So the prism with which I see the world is a world of definitive reality and diversity. And, and trust me, when a cat looks at the same world, it sees something else. A cat looks at me or looks at you, doesn't see what I see in you. It sees what a cat sees in you. And a dog sees what a dog sees. They all see. You have neshamas of Olam HaYitzir, Olam HaBri, Olam HaTzilas. They look at the same world, they see something much, much more. Because they have different kalim. The more refined the keli, right? With a microscope, you could see levels of a table that I can't see with my eyes. I just see, I just see wood, that's it I see. With a microscope, a telescope, you see a whole different world. Who's right? Depends what you, what kalim you're using. This is all in Yehuda Tata. The Kajnit Samagid on his deathbed told his son, the Bishol of Kajnit, Davidus Israel, he told his son, as uh, in, in Polish Yiddish, he said, the Chabshinish can give. 
I don't have a body anymore. It's all neshama. So his son holds on to his father's hand. And he says, Tata, the the gift. I feel your hand. So he says, the tapst mit gift fills the gift. The tapst mit gift fills the gift. Says Bamrish is one of his last words. The tapst mit gift fills the gift. What's the instrument that you're using to define if you feel body or soul? You're using your hand to touch my hand. Of course you feel a hand. Now it sounds like, it sounds like funny words. It's not. It's very deep what he's saying. The instruments you use with which to define reality, that will determine the reality you define. Huh? That's a good question. What instruments could you use to walk at Yechudelah? But I'm saying, even in Yehuda Tata, we have to understand there's endless levels. Because Yehuda Tata means to find the Achdus in reality. Just, I, 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 you know, he's, he's Mavatla as a Yehuda Tata, as a Malachalakim al it's a source of Klippus. But just understand what Yehuda Tata means. Yehuda Tata means it's a world of oneness. It's a world of Elikus. It's Einoid Malvada. But it's a world. So that Welt. There's you and I. The eye of the eye is the Koyach HaPoyel B'Nifel. Those are the words, the three words of the Altar Rebbe. Koyach HaPoyel B'Nifel. You want to see the Koyach HaPoyel B'Nifel. And that's, and that really means know thyself, really know yourself. But know yourself in a genuine way. The Baal Shem Tov said, Gut is Alts, Alts is Gut. What's the difference? Why, it looks like he repeated himself twice. No. You see the difference? Gut is alts, alts is gut. The Boshemt have said a line. Gut is alts, alts is gut. It looks like, you know, you know, he's just repeating. He's not. He's saying two different things. Alts is gut, is yichudetata. Gut is alts, is yichudetata. One started with gut, the other one started with alt. Alt means everything. You understand? The second line was alt. It starts with alts. Here's a safer, here is me, here is my emotions, here. This alt is gut. That's Yechudetata. Gut is alt, that's Yechudetata. One is called Melmaila Lamata, one is called Melmata Lamaila. One starts with Ani Hashem Loishanisi, and that includes everything. Now, what's the mila in each? In, uh, what's the, in terms of avoid, there's something special in each. Here's Yehuda Tata has a tremendous thing, and that is it works through the world. It works through struggle. Yehuda Elah takes you to a place where you were never dark, you will never be dark, you never had a moment of darkness. Ah, you did? Ain't Saif did. Ain't Saif was having it. Imagine Titus, you know, Titus stabbed the Parochus. The Gemara says in Gittin, because he wanted to kill Hashem. So he stabbed the Parochus, and of course what happened? Blood came out, and he said, oh, God died. Blood came out. Was God's self-confidence affected by that stab? From that day is God in therapy saying, I'm not sure I live, I do I did, do I die, am I dead, did Titus kill me? Huh? 
Yeah, I'm asking. You're all laughing at my question. The answer is, if he's God, he probably didn't lose his self-confidence from Titus' step. Right? When you, but now listen to what I'm saying. But that's you. If you're ain't Saif, you also didn't lose your confidence from a step. Because there's a level where blood comes out. Because on Yehuda Tata, there's a level where blood comes out. Yeah. Al-Tarebbe teaches, Noikev Shem Hashem. Mois Yumas. Noikev. In Parshas Emer, Noikev is curse, but Noikev means perforates. So he says, Noikev Shem Hashem. There's a Metzius where you can make a whole Kevayachal in Shem Hashem and blood. You make a whole, blood comes out. And Mois Yumas, it creates death in the world. And death in the person. Yeah, ah. Oh. So therefore, the source of all healing is Yechudah Allah. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. But we, but Yechudah Tata is essential to the whole purpose of creation, to transform. Yechudah Allah doesn't transform. Yechudah Tata transforms. On the other hand, Yechudah Tata without Yechudah Allah, there's a certain element of stuckness because I'm ultimately defined by the reality that I'm trying to transcend. And that's why the Yisoyed of Yiddishkeit, the way it's articulated in Chassidus, especially Chabad Chassidus, is the constant relationship between Yehud Elah and Yehud Constant. Every mimer, you're going to have Yehud Elah, Yehud Elah, Yehud Elah, Yehud Elah, Yehud Elah, Yehud Elah, Practically speaking, if I want to live in Yehudah law, I can't live in this world. And some people want to do that. They want the spiritual trip. There's no I anymore. Right? There's only consciousness of infinity and there's no I even. There's something very... Yehudah law is MS. It's MS. But there's no embodiment. What do I mean there's no embodiment? I'm living in a world where you exist and I exist and, and, and my mood now changed and now, right? And I'm going through something and there's an emotion and sometimes it's very petty. <laughs> there's a piece of chicken. Marshal Abbas Melech. Now look at the Gemara's Marshal. Marshal Abbas Melech. Shehiricha Tzikegdeira. She smelled the leftovers of the Cholent, but it's embarrassing. This is where Malchus is going to go. This is where Ein Seif is going to go. Yesh Laknai! But without it, Yesh Latsar. The whole Kavana Sabriya was Dira Betachtoinim. The whole pleasure of creation is gone. There's no relationship. Go back to Ein Seif and that's it. Fine. Nadavanaviyu said, let's die. They, they put on Ktairis, yeah? Nadavanaviyu literally, they ignited Ktairis. And in the Ktairis, they went up and boom! You blame them? The Erechaim says they wanted to kiss God. There's an Erechaim in Parshas Achirimais, one of the most beautiful Erechaims. He gives like 20 adjectives about Nadav and Aviyu's love with God. Dveikus, Chasheke, Chafeitze, Neshikus, Yedidus, Nehmonus. They just wanted to kiss Ein Soif Mamish. And in the kissing of infinity, they became infinite. It's called a sin. Why is it called a sin? Halavai, <laughs> all sins would be as, would be as sinful as their sin. There are sins and there are sins. There are ugly sins and there are holy sins. This was a holy sin. What was the holy sin? The holy sin was 
that they were not acknowledging that the ultimate kavanah sabriya was to transform darkness. That was a sin. I'm telling you, it's a very holy sin. <laughs> not an ugly sin. You know, there's people who rob and steal and lie and cheat. Their sin was they wanted kulei alakus. Okay? But episin aveda it was, so to speak. Huh? Yeah. It's a different type of sin. Well, what makes it a sin? What makes it a sin is that it's not rooted in the Kavana Sabriya. Yesh Lotzar. So what do the Avadim do? The Avadim say, you know what? We're going to do it, but we're going to do Bachashoi. We're going to give you the food, but let's be quiet about it. That's why we say, Baruch Shem Kved Malchus This is the Taich of the Gemara. We say, Baruch Shem Kved Malchus We do Bachashoi. There's a recognition there's a recognition that it's painful for the soul to step away from Yehudah Elah and go into Yehudah Tatah. You have to recognize that pain. Because if you don't recognize that pain, that you're stepping away, Yehudah Tatah can detach from Yehudah Elah. And all real healing and oneness comes from Yehudah Elah. Blessed is the name of the glory of His kingdom forever, or in the world forever. And all Yechud Tata could come from, because there's a shame, there's Kvayd, and there's Malchusay, which is like the ray of the sun that comes out of the sun. It's not the sun itself. Shame, Kvayd, Malchus, all represents Ha'areh. It represents the energy that never defines the core. And yeah, if there's a cloudy day, you're going to block the ray of the sun. You're not going to block the sun. The clouds will never... It will never make the sun itself dark. In other words, all darkness can happen in the way the light is communicated to me. Over there, there can be a rupture. And it can be a very deep rupture. In my self-conceptualization, the way it's articulated, in my consciousness, there can be rupture. And I may not be able to tap into anything else. And that's what he's saying. The taps with gif fills the gif. This is so important because... As I said yesterday, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, we, we know it. Some of us know it in our own personal lives. The problem is, you can't know it. You have to experience it. And for that, you have to be free. And that is, I'm going to use that word again, when somebody has real trauma, trauma I'll use with capital T, right? To a point that the very I becomes trauma, the only tools that they have to explore who they are are tools of trauma. So do you understand how much truth they can get from that? Even when they learn chesidus and they learn, you're a chelik elekabi mal mamish. It's trauma screaming. You're a chelik elekabi mal mamish, you loser. And I always see it. I, 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 I could feel it sometimes. I speak on the pit. I could feel it. I could feel how the person is hearing it. One person's eyes light up. They're like, wow. And another person... Oh, do me a favor. Like, it's more guilt. You ain't safe, you idiot, moron, sick man. You're infinite, don't you really? No, I'm not infinite. <laughs> so now I'm guilty about being ain't safe too. So that's how infinite you are. And, and, and no, so it's so important to say the topsmith gift fills the gift. If, if, if my tools of comprehension are traumatic, the very eye that is processing the information is completely broken. 
So it's like the marshal I told you once, Heisenberg gave, he was a big physicist. Warren Eisenberg gave a marshal to Einstein about quantum mechanics. Brilliant marshal, you know, this simple mashalim. You remember the marshal with the net? <laughs> there was a fisherman who put in a net to get the fish in the Pacific, and then he said there's no fish smaller than nine inches. Everybody was laughing. He said, it's true. He was right. Why? The holes in the net were nine inches. Each hole was nine inches. There's no fish smaller than nine inches. A person is 30 years in therapy. There's no fish smaller than nine inches. He's right. The guy is right. The topsmith give fills the gift. Your net, this is my, I don't have another net. Catch other fish. I don't have another net. Sorry. Without understanding this, often a person can be paralyzed, chas v'shalom, their entire life. You know, and the therapist or the rabbi or the mashpi is telling him, there's so many other fish. <laughs> there's so many other fish. Uh, look, there's a goldfish in my dining room. There's a starfish. They're smaller than nine inches. There's no smaller fish. <laughs> and there's, there's really no smaller fish. All I know is now that I'm a crazy person because there's goldfish in your dining room. So I must be completely crazy. So what does that say to me? I'm even more crazy than I thought before I came in. Uh, you're done. Huh? You created an eternal session. This never ends. It never ends because it's a vicious cycle because the very eye that you're trying to talk to is is the source of the terrible, terrible self-image. And this is where Yehudah comes to the rescue. <laughs> That's why in the healing of trauma, chassidus is so important. You have to go through the processes you have to go through. But the 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 emes of Ani Hashem Loishan Nisi is so important. Because again, if I'm hearing it with trauma, I'm not hearing it. Ani Hashem Loishan Nisi. Oh, so now I don't even exist. I mean Saif, leave me alone. <laughs> but if there could be a, pun- a, a, a puncture, an opening. In this place, you're really whole. There's real wholeness. In this place, you were never, ever broken. And when a person can touch that place, where you're truly, truly whole, where you were never, ever broken, not with small things and not with big things, then you can be shlucha shaladam kamaisai, adam elyan an ambassador of divine infinity in this world. That's what you bring to yourself and the people around you. The Rambam opens up Mishnah Torah. The, the Rambam, the whole Sefer Mishnah Torah, the Rambam opens up with these words. Yisoyda Yisoyda is v'amudah chachmas. Leida sheyesha matzu yidishin v'hu mamtsi kol nimtza. V'chol hanimtsoye m'shamayim avaritz amasha b'neim lo'y nimtzu ela ma'amitasi matzai. Those are his words. The foundation of foundations, the pillar of wisdom is to know there is a matzu yidishin, which means a first being and he brought into existence every being, and anything that exists from heaven to earth and in between did not emerge only from the truth of his existence. Beautiful opening of the whole Sefer of the Rambam, the foundation of all foundations. This is Halacha Aleph. Now listen to Halacha Beis. 
ואם יאללה על הדס שהוא אינו מוצרי, and if an idea is going to ascend to your das, that he is non-existent, אין דבר אחר יאכל להימוצס. Nothing else can come into existence. That's not, huh? No, no. Nothing else can, if he doesn't exist, so there's no creator, so אין דבר אחר יאכל להימוצס, so nothing else can exist. So they ask on the Rambam, once he already said that he creates everything, right? You say, he created this phone, he created this table. If he wasn't here, the table couldn't be created. What's, 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 it's obvious from the first halacha. What's the Rambam saying? And it's not the way he opens up the whole, uh, the whole system. By the way, if you think that God doesn't exist, it's an interesting thing that the Rambam should like say that. And the words he uses, imiyala al hadas. Which means Aliyah. <laughs> he could have said Vim Yachshev if he thinks Vim Yal if it'll be will be Oila, which literally means there's something that's going to be Oila in his Das. Listen to how you have to how you have to see a Rambam. I have to see Yiddishkeit. Okay, the Lubavitch Rebbe once gave a hadrin on the Rambam, so he said it's all in one word Vim Yal Al Das Shahu Matzi. Grammatically, the Rambam should have written "Vimyala aladas she'enoi motzi." If a person thinks that he doesn't exist, "Shahu enoi motzi," the "who" is superfluous. "Shahu he enoi motzi." If he's not existing, there's no "he." "Vimyala aladas she'enoi motzi." In English, you say, "If you would think that he doesn't exist," but in Hebrew, you take out the "who." "Vimyala she'enoi motzi." That there's nothing here. He says the Rambam is saying something completely different. Halacha Beis is more mature than Halacha Aleph. Halacha Beis is an Aliyah. It's the next level. Shahu Einoi Matsui. Not that he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist as Metzias. Shahu Einoi Matsui. There's an expression in Rambam Amir Nevuchim about Hashem. Matsui Veloi B'Metzias. A non-existential state of existence. Does that make sense? Matsui v'loi b'metzius. Another expression. Metzius bilti metzius nemtza. A metzius which is not a metzius. What does this mean? <laughs> when you speak, when you speak about reality, you speak about ein soif. You say that it says v'amod achach b'zleidah sheyesha matsui edition. Matsui edition is already the way Hashem becomes a metzius. <laughs> What's Pedametzius? A reality that's at least identifiable with some words, with some descriptions, even in the fact that he's a source for all Metzius. The fact that he's a source for me and you and all the worlds, that's Matsui. It's a reality that we can talk about. We could say it exists. Ve'im Shahu Matsui. Not that he doesn't exist. That he doesn't exist as an existence. Stop calling him a matsui. Matsui means it's a metzius, it's common, it's, it's here. It's not physical, it's spiritual, but it's some form of description of matsui. That's really true. The problem is, how can from non-metzius come metzius? 
the energy that creates the world has to therefore come into Metzius. So that's why there's Matzirishim. These two halachas in Rambam form the foundation of Judaism. Why do they form the foundation of Judaism? In Isis of Chsidis, Matzirishim is Yichudet Tata. Einay Matzir is Yichudet Elah. No, this is the Rebbe gave a Hadron on the Rambam. And he explained this in the two first halachas of the Rambam. He says, why is this the foundation of Judaism? Because all of Judaism is about transforming the world. Making it into a divine world. For that you need the two stages. All halacha, what's halacha? Creating a world of halacha means a world in which the Ratzon Hashem is materialized and realized in the world. For this you need two stages. Matzuri transforms the world. Einay Matzuri. Einay Matzuri can really, really heal the world and transform it because it's completely not defined by it. But if there's only Einay Matzuri, Ein Dovarachayachili Matzus. There's no Matzias. If I live in the world of Einay Matzuri, there's no Matzias. There's no Allah. To make tefillin, I need an animal with skin and take the skin and turn it into parchment and take ink. If the ink is infinite and the skin is infinite and the animal is infinite, it says, hey, a shame. But filling you're not going to get. <laughs> so the Buddhists, the Far Eastern, says, yeah, better, much better. Go on a mountain, have the death of ego, and melt away in nirvana, one and all, all in one. Comes the Rambam and says, no, it's takayala ladaz, but they ain't nevarachiachil and the whole kavon is Metzius, not not Metzius. The Hestatayich, the Hestatayich in Rambam, not that he's gone, that the he is in a state of Einay Matzu, he's not in Metzius. Yeah. Yutas Kislev Tavshin Lamed Yutas Kislev Tavshin Lamed Hey, the Rebbe made a Hadron on the Rambam, the whole Mishnah Torah. A Hadron? A Siyam. But a Hadron is when you do the end, and then you discuss the beginning also. Hadron Allah. Hadron means I'm going to return to you. So at the end, you go back to the beginning. Uh, no, no. No, no. So, Fakert. <laughs> The Chiddush of the Rambam is we need the Hu Einay Matzi also in Alacha. Because, because if you really want to transform the world, you need Yichud Allah. Because Yichud Tata, ultimately, you're within the tools of reality that you're trying to change. You know, what do they say? You gotta be out of the box, right? To change what's in the box. Or as Nuchim told me the day that his son told him, he told his son, you gotta think out of the box. He says, no, I'm gonna think as though there's no box. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Which box? Don't put me in a box. Yechudet Tata Kivayachel. There's a box. There's a yesh. Yechudet Lord. There's no box. So there you could change everything. You know when somebody's in a system, you can't really change it. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're you're part of the problem. It's like going to the board, you know, of a school or whatever to talk about the school that they created. Shkayach. Huh? <laughs> Very good. When you're in the jar, you can't read the label. 
Very good. Very good. You're part of the label. <laughs> the label is describing you. Right? Like it says about Moshe Rabbein, Devanezer says, why Moshe Rabbein had to grow up not among Jews. Devanezer says, huh? Parshish uh, Shmois. Devanezer says that if Moshe would have grown up among Jews, it's a ha'apeladik Devanezer, he would have developed a slave mentality. Because they were all slaves. How can a slave make a revolution against Pada? It's an unbelievable vart. Devanezer says he had to grow up a base Malchus. In royalty. So his asagas were different. Now, of course, but you're not going to take your son and put your son in Paris Palace. That's not what you do. But the Rebbeinu Shalolim sends different souls to different people. The fact is that most of the Jewish people today are not going into the yeshivas. They're not getting a Jewish education. It's not a, right? People become Bali and They sometimes want to hide their background. Because they want to fit into the system. I always tell them, no, your contribution is from out of the system. What are you trying to fit in? Trying to make us more crippled? We have enough of our own problems. We don't need a new one. You're coming from outside, give perspective. You know what Moshe told Yisrael, right? In Parshish Baloischa. If you stay here, you're going to serve as our eyes. Really? Yeah, perspective. Perspective. Yisrael came from a different country. He didn't have to belong here. He wasn't born into a Cholent Kugel. You understand? He wasn't born in the, in, 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 in the Schmaltz. He was a Koya Midian. He was a fine Galach in Midian. It was beautiful. So he came here. He can give perspective. My point is, why am I saying this? Oh, the transformation of the world can only happen through Einar Matzah. In psychological terms, real healing can only come from a place where there is no disease. Is that typhus? So Anche Yerichoi said, let's get rid of Baruch Shem. <laughs> you want to keep it to Shema Yisrael, there'll be the bitle of the Nefesh Bahamas, it's Hamachaya, the Nefesh Bahamas is also ain't so if you're good. The Alter Rebbe says, we say Baruch Shem, we have to say Baruch Shem. And Vaed is the same letters like Echad, because it's bringing the Echad, the same, it's it's exchange of letters of Echad, because because Vav Ayin Dalet could be exchanged with Aleph Ches Dalet, it's bringing the Echad into the world of Vod, which means ultimately the Kavan of Yehuda is to bring Yehuda into Yehuda It's It's at the end, you're not talking about two things. Yeah, we go through a process of two things, but at the end, Yehuda and Yehuda have to unite. Motzi and any Motzi have to become connected. The Gemara says in Yuma that the ultimate tshuva is ba'isay makam, ba'isay isha, ba'isay zman. In other words, going back to the same place and doing it differently. That means you're in a different place, right? We know in healing, you sometimes you meet the same person, but you do it differently. But it's very hard because you're going into the lion's den. Part of us just like wants to cut off. And sometimes you need boundaries. You know, sometimes it's too dangerous to go back. You have to know. If you're going to fall, you can't go back. You know, you don't go back into a pit unless you make sure not to fall in. So you have to have good direction here. But that's the, that's the, the power of healing is when you can go into that space and transform it. That's the, that's the idea of Yehudah Tata. So Yehudah Tata is the embodiment of Emunah 
an achdus within the structure and identity of the human being in the universe. Yichudeilah undoes the structures. It literally goes back to pre-Briya Salem, to pre-creation. How can I go back to pre-creation when I was created? The answer is, there's a nekudah and the neshama that wasn't created. <laughs> you understand? How could you talk about me going back to pre-creation when the very eye is post-creation? And the answer is, there's a nekudah in the eye that's pre-creation. And that's a neshama. And because the neshama is pre-creation, it resonates with Yehudah Allah. It, it senses it. The, the Maimon from the Mittler Rebbe in Kudusai Spilus, he says, where do you see a Yid has a chelik halakam He says, you talk to Jews about memalik halaman and serve of halaman and sever ze gut of the hearts. It's It speaks to them. What, what, what do you, what's Hakstamar Chinik? It's this philosophy that's not even shaykh to me. It resonates. Why? It's like oxygen for an Ashama, because an Ashama knows it, it just, Gets covered up. Gets covered up. It's healing energy. You know when you hear healing energy, it's healing. You want to stay there. You don't want to leave. You ever in a place that you didn't want to leave? It was too good. Too good to be true. Usually we want to get away from wherever we are, right? Jews, most Jews. Eh? Next, 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 next. You know, get it over with. Shachas, get it with. Muslim, get it over with. Get it over with. Next. Yom Kippur, get it over with. Purim, get it over with. But sometimes... You're in a space and you're like, please, don't get it over with. Machabisl, machabisl. Anim zmiris, vishirim eroi, kiye lecha, nafshi sarek. Nafshi chamda betzel yadecha. Don't get it over with, please. Do me a favor, laws. What does that come from? You can't force that on people. Anim zmiris, vishirim eroi, kiye lecha, nafshi sarek. It's a... Okay, I just want to go another few minutes because I want to finish the Mimer. We don't have so much. And once we have the foundations, it'll go pretty smooth. Uh-huh. Next week I'm traveling to London Sunday night. So Shabbos is a regular schedule, but next week the, we're going to resume the Shir Thursday morning. We're going to learn a Purim Mimer. Thursday, Friday, and Monday, Tainus Esther. Because Sunday night I'm flying to London, so I'm not going to be here for a few days. So the women's class and the men's class is not going to be next week. Besides Thursday and Friday morning, next Thursday. Shabbos is regular, okay? Uh-huh. Amen. Thank you. Everybody's typhus, the house was tutsuch. Huh? We need guidance to get there. This is Amos. This is Emes. Huh? Of course, yeah, of course. This is all. And that takes you to mention. He's not talking to the Shamas and Ganeid. Huh? Obviously, Kol Chad Lefum Shura Delay. Huh? I can't hear what? Oh. Obviously, it's not in, you know, a person shouldn't deceive themselves. Suddenly, I'm chapping malachim. That's why generally we speak about Yehudah Tata. But, but the Nekud of Yehudah law, a person needs to engrave in themselves. It really holds, it gives anchor to the Yehudah Tata, that you shouldn't fall. When they send down, you know, they send down people deep, you have to have a rope. 
You have to be connected. When miners go down to coal, they have to have a good connection because if not, the dirt down there and the fumes and the darkness can kill them. So when Yehuda Tato, when the Bas Melech goes down to the Tzikek Deira, you have to have a connection to Yehuda Elah. The void of Yehuda Elah is, 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 is learning about it, being aware of it, having his bainanus in it. He now goes back in the beginning of the Maim. He said, So Chazal say, is Why couldn't it just say Rish Chodesh? Just say Rish Now we'll understand why the Jewish people, they count, they make their calendars according to the moon. Like today, right? Gimel Adar, right? It's all based on the moon. Rishchaydish was a new moon. And then you count our calendar based on the moon. The end of the month is going to be when the moon comes back to reunite with the sun and there's going to be a new moon. But our whole calendar is based on the, what's called the lunar cycle. And the way it happens is the moon orbits the earth in 29 and a half days. That's a fact of astronomy. 29 and a half days, 29 days and 12 hours, and Tavshin, Sadda Gimel Chalakim, 793 Chalakim, the moon finishes its orbit and it starts a new orbit. Why then does its light change from day to day? You remember Masech Rosh Hashanah, 5.30 in the morning? Why? You remember Masech Rosh Hashanah? So why is it? Because the moon doesn't have its own light. The moon reflects the light of the sun. Because the moon reflects the light of the sun, so therefore it's always based on the position of the moon vis-a-vis the sun that it casts off a different level of light to us living on earth. So what happens, let's say, on Rishchidosh? What happens right before Rishchidosh? The moon is, let's say, if this is the moon. And the moon is orbiting around the earth, right? And now, if this is the sun, so I write by Rishchidosh, the moon is mamish parallel to the sun. So if we're here on earth, we're here on earth, we're looking at the moon, we see the dark side of the moon, we don't see anything. Why? Because the half part of the moon that's being lit up is facing directly the sun. And that's in Kabbalah, it's called Yichud Shem Shavisiyara. On that moment, the sun and the moon are the closest, they're parallel to each other. And that's precisely the moment where you don't see anything. When the moon is more, is, is the most intimate with its source, you don't see anything. Then the moon starts moving away. That's after Rishchidosh. The Mailad, the birth of the moon is that moment. The Mailad is that moment when the moon is parallel to the sun. It's fascinating. People don't realize. Mailad, 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 Mailad Vizayin. Right. It's important to know the Mailad. The Mailad Vizayin. That's the moment of, why is it called birth? Why is it called birth? Because this is the moment that a new moon is going to start moving and then every day you'll see it more because it's going further away. And then it's here on the 15th day of the month. The earth is between the moon and the sun, so you get to see the full moon, because the moon that's facing the sun is on the other side of the earth. And then it goes down like this, like this, it gets smaller and smaller, and then it comes here, and it's mamish parallel to the sun, and we can only see the dark side. This is physically, astronomically. This whole experience is also true emotionally. The Levana has no light on its own. I, it's light. The answer is it receives its light from the light of the sun. 
And now it could cast light on the earth. When we enjoy the light of the moon, what is it? It's the light of the sun being reflected through the moon. It's not the light of the moon. So based on the whole Maimon. The whole Maimon is that what? That by Kabbalah, the Jewish people were given the ability to experience the Lamer. Which is that you become a complete condu- conduit for Hashem, for Anoichi. And that takes you out of Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, Agvulim, from the Nefesh Abamas and the Guf, like he explained in the whole Maimer. Now we understand why we follow the moon. Because the moon is a reflection of the light of the sun. It doesn't have its own ego, its own light. That's its beauty. Its beauty is it's a, it's a conduit for the light of the sun. And that's why we love the moon. Why do people love the moon? There's something about night and the light of the moon. Because we sense, our soul senses bittle. The moon has no ego. <laughs> the moon has no ego. Because the moon's light is from the sun. The, even though it looks like you look at the moon, it's a beautiful moon, right? But it's not its own light. It's the light of the sun. And that's the light that the Jewish people love. The light that the Jewish people internalize. You see how he describes it. And therefore, every single month before it's renewed, it diminishes to the point that it becomes a nekuda. What does it mean it becomes a nekuda? It becomes a tiny, tiny little point to the point that it's invisible. From our perspective, meaning, the moon is always lit, but the half that we see is dark. Right before that we see a nekuda, a tiny little moon, and then it becomes invisible. Why? Because it reached the Ur HaShemesh. It's now mamish parallel under the light of the sun, directly parallel to the sun, and therefore there's no light on the earth. And then it moves away until it becomes a full moon on the 15th of the month. Everything is from the sun. The Levon on its own doesn't have anything. After it becomes full. And then after it's full, it again goes back to the source. It becomes smaller and smaller and smaller until it hits the sun. Now it's invisible. And then it starts moving away. So here we have a funny paradox. The closer the moon is to the source, the less it gives light. When it's mamish by the source, no light. The more it becomes distant from the source, the more it gives air. An example of this would be, if you have a student who has a Rebbe, I'm talking about a real, real Rebbe, authentic Rebbe, this Rebbe empowers his student to give and spread the light. But that's only when he goes away from his Rebbe. In the presence of his source, he disappears. You say, oh, Nebuch, he became so insecure. He didn't become insecure. This is where he, this is where he gets everything. If over here he's going to have an ego, he won't get anything. The only way you could really spread your oid is if there's a moment when it's complete bittal. Say the Zayda Eid Levart, you understand? 
Now the moon, if the moon says, uh, 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 me? Everybody, the whole calendar. What happens to the moon? It becomes dark. I don't need the sun. Who's the sun? I'm not going back there. You're not going back there. You're not getting any light. It's because the moon can disappear that the moon can have all the light that it has. That's where it, it gets it gets plugged in. It's like a phone says, "I don't I don't need a recharge. Look how amazing I am. <laughs> I need the wall. I need the electricity. That is a bichlal. The reason you could be independent is because there's a moment that you're plugged in. It's also true in the world of emotions. The more attachment you had when you were being developed, the more independent you could become in life." People whose attachment was wounded, they never had somebody to really be there for them and love them and notice them. At 50 years old, I'm still looking for it. I'm still looking. Maybe you could give me validation. One of the hardest things in marriages is when you had a couple, one of the couple, or both of them didn't have attachment as children. So their expectations from their spouse are simply not practical and they don't really have an identity. They can't even give. It's, it's a big tragedy. You understand? When the, the Levana has a moment when it's kulay attachment. There's no light. I'm not giving garnish. I'm receiving. I'm receiving. When you're a makabal, you can be a mashpia. If you're not a makabal, you can't be a mashpia. What are you being mashpia? You're being mashpia, your own stupid ego. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> your own insecurity. That's the vart. The hashtab tzvi. The greatest people when they came to the to the in the presence of their Rebbe, there was nothing, no greatness. Why? Not because they weren't great, because they were great. That's the concept. Moira halacha b'fnei Rabbi Chayev Misa. There's a halacha that a Talmud who says a halacha in front of his Rebbe is Chayev Misa. So literally, you tie it. Why? Chutzpah. No, the very fact that he could say a halacha b'fnei Rabbi means he's detached from the source. He's detached. It's like the moon standing in front of the sun and saying, oh, I have my own light. Really? Let's see. There's no light here. What gives you your light is your dveikus with the sun. means you're detaching yourself from your sun, from your chama. You can't live. You need silence, yeah. Yeshua in front of Moshe Rabbeinu was... Not because he had nothing to say. That's why he had something to say. Very, very powerful word. You hear? Their Torah and Avod is like the moon. That there's nothing of my own. When a Jew learns, it's not, there's somebody who's learning. There's a God who's learning. There's a great, I'm davening. That's the moon. Yisrael doimin lelevana, mainin lelevana. That's their whole avodah. Their whole avodah is lamer. 
the Torah, the Avaida. What is it? It's the Dvar Hashem coming through their mouth. So it's the Eirin Saif that's reflected in the Torah of Avaida. No I that's separate. And this source, this is the sun. You have the moon and the sun. So we're compared to the moon reflecting the sun. Havaya is called the Shemesh, the sun. Shepchinis Havaya nikra Shemesh. Upchinis alakim nikra Mogin. Alakim is the shield, the sheath. Commission is by Makamacha. Vaha Torah nimshech b'shem Havaya. Torah is called Torah Hashem. Anoichi Hashem alakecha. So the Eirin Seif is like the sun. Shemesh. How Mogin Hashem alakim. Shem alakim, which is the Tzimtzum, is the shield on the sun. Torah, which is Hashem. That's the Shemesh. And that comes through the Jewish people, it comes through the moon. And that's the beauty of the moon. The whole moon is one biggest galus of the Shemesh. And because of that, there's a moment where you don't see anything. And then when you do see, it's a reflection of the sun. And this explains why the three pillars of Yiddishkeit are Torah, Avoida, and Gemilas Chasad. Why these three things? So Torah we explained... Torah is a reflection of Ani Hashem Shanisi. It's the sun. It's the Gilead Saif. But you want this to come into the person who becomes a conduit for Torah. So he says, for this you have the two other things, which is Tfil Avoid and Gemilas Chsadim. Ki Gemilas Chsadim Hainu Tzdaka. Utzdaka Iklolos Kola Torah Nikri B'Shem Tzdaka. Gemilas Chsadim represents Tzdaka. And Tzdaka is the Klolos Kola Torah. Pasuk says, "Tzedaka tia lano kinishma lasses is called a mitzvah zos lasses tzedaka mish." But all of the mitzvahs are generally called tzedaka. So accessing the Torah to us is called tzedaka. But he's going to explain. But pratis ma'isa tzedaka mamish specifically tzedaka shatzedaki lachis ruach shvalim. What does tzedaka do? Three words. It gives life to the spirit of the humble. Tzedakah is not just, I threw a do- I gave, gave you a dollar. The concept of tzedakah is to give life to the spirit of somebody who's broken, who's wretched, who's downtrodden. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. There's tzedakah with money, there's tzedakah with food, there's tzedakah with a good word, there's tzedakah with a hug. We all know that, sometimes much more than any other tzedakah. Zaga good word, yeah? There was once a yid, yeah? See, he was in this particular shul. So, uh, one, one Philly didn't have a gartel. So somebody came over to him, right, and said, you need a gartel, if you want a gartel. He says, Ich bin schon da, He said, I'm a month, I'm here a month, nobody asked me if I have what to eat. One feel I didn't put on a guard till there was somebody there to make a macha. You know what I'm talking about, right? Not this shul. Hopefully not any other shul. Huh? We have guard here too. And we have soup. First take soup and then take a guard We also have different types of Jews. Not everybody wears guard So it's... Uh, but what's the point of tzedakah? To give life to Ruach Shvalim. So he says, 
So essentially, when you give tzedakah, you're like the sun. You're like a sun. You're an ambassador of light. What does the sun do? The sun transmits light. That's what you are. That's what tzedakah is. How we define tzedakah. Tzedakah means you're a sun. You're a source of light. That's what tzedakah means. Kamashakas, the Basak says in Malachi, Vizor Chalachem Yireshmi, Shemesh Tzedakah. The role of tzedakah is to give life to somebody who is humble. The light of the sun brings light to a place of darkness where there's no light. And that's the concept of So to Torah, to access the Torah down here is through tzedakah. Because what's tzedakah? Tzedakah is giving, becoming a source of light to somebody who needs that light, who needs that encouragement. In other words, you become like the sun. So when we give tzedakah, we generate that flow, that Hashem's sun, the light of Torah, flows into us, into a place of darkness. But Yosin need Avoida. Avoida is like the moon coming close to the sun and disappearing. What's the concept of Avoida? Avoida, he calls Bittel Melmatalamaila. And that's the, 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 Taita, in Taita, there's an expression Exodus as a that Abishta Ratsa mentioned. Tfila the mensh ratsum Abishta. Taita, I'm opening myself up to hear Hashem speaking to me. Tfila, Hashem opens himself up to hear what I have to say. Tfila is the bitl of a person Malmatalamaila. It's the moon coming closer to the sun and losing itself in the sun. Then it can get the light from the sun. So Torah without Aveda, you can't have the lamer. There's two steps in Judaism. So that's why you have Torah, Aveda, Gemilas, Chesodim. Torah comes from above. It's Vaidabra, Lekim, it's called Vodamela, Lamer. But what allows me to access it and bring it down? That's what Tzedakah does. Aveda is you lift yourself up, the Bittumomatulamayla, that you should be able to be open to the light of the sun, to the Ein in you. That's what Aveda is. That's what Tfil is. So he says, now based on this, he finishes the last piece. This is where the Maimah began on the third month when they left Mitzrayim. On this day they came to Midbar Sinai. What does this mean? So we ask, why did it say, When they left Egypt, they started It says seven weeks you should count. This was a preparation for What's the idea of Kabbalah Satayra? That the Ein Saif should be revealed here below like it is above. Through the Bittl to Hashem Lamer, Achar Masha Yoimaru, that's the Lamer, that you should repeat what he's saying, you should be a conduit. That when Jews learn, the Dvar Hashem should be flowing through them like the sun through the moon. On the seventh month, on the third day, Matan Torah was Shabbos. So Rish he says the seventh week, the third day, 
I'm sorry, Beshavu Hazayin Beyem Gimel Bay. On the on the on the the Rishchayder Sivin was the third day of the seventh week of Sfiras Haimer. Because when you have seven weeks, it's forty nine days, right? So Rishchayder Sivin is the third day of the seventh week. It's like the whole week came in, because the seven weeks are connected to seven midas. Chesed Gvurat Eferes Netzachayd Yisoid Malchus. On the seventh week, you're dealing with Malchus. On the third day of the seventh week, it's Tiferes of Malchus. Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, those are the three primary middas. Chesed is love, Gvura is boundaries, and Tiferes is empathy. Then you have Netzach, Yisoid, Malchus, they come out from these three. So he says, once you have the seventh week, the third day, which is Rishchid, Sivan, it's like you already have the whole week. V'nasu az Yisrael, M'chanam, V'emdem, L'kav, B'chinas, Bittulzah, so now the Jews were almost ready for this bittel. So that's the birth of the moon. The birth of the moon, what's the birth of the moon? The moon completely becomes invisible. So now it be, it's a conduit for the sun. So through the full bittel, you can now have Gilead and Seif Baruch because the Gilead of Ein Seif is always through bittel. And that's the idea of that this day was Rishchidosh, because the physical reality of the new moon is the spiritual reality of what happened on Rishchidosh Sivan when they came to Mount Sinai, Midbar Sinai. And that's why it says, Because unity can't be when the ego is strong. Because it's insecure. I can't give really be one with you. But when there's a state of bittel, when you're aligned with Ein Saif, so then you don't compete with me. <laughs> We could become one. All achtos comes from real bittel. When the moon is not a mitzias on its own, it's a reflection of the light of the sun, so you're not a competition. You reflect the sun, I reflect the sun, everybody in their unique way. So that's when there could be real unity. That's why the Chumr doesn't say Rish Chaydesh, because the Tereshav gives out the Nekuda. What's Yoim represents revelation. The Pasuk says, Hashem called light day. Day is synonymous with light in Parshish Bereshus. So why is Rishchidosh called by Yoim Azeh? Because this explains that this day there was the Gilui. It was by Yoim Azeh, the revelation of Ein Soif to Neshamas Yisrael through the Bittal. And that's why it's the day that the moon is birthed. Because that's what Yoim means. And he adds by Yoim Azeh. As it's a Machzadik adds here in the Maimer. This is in his Aura. Right? Shabchinas Avazu Nikra Yoimaze Ki Pirish Zeu Pinasi Hudi Law Shalachan Mershabin all of our Shalom Nisnabe Beze Ubershadish Bechabel is Knesset Shalom Machin Mechachma Lachin Avi Bibchinas Bittel. It says the difference between Navu of Moshe and the Navu of the other Navim is they all said Koy Amar Hashem. And Moshe said Zehadavar, the beginning of Parchus Matus. The Navu of Moshe, Moshe Nisnabe Beze, Zeh means here, here. Marabet's boy Voimaze. You could point to it. That's Yehud Eloh. Yehud Eloh, there's no concealment. There's no blockages. So you could say Zeh. But Yoyim Azeh means the revelation of Yehud Eloh. That type of Gilei Elokos. V'hainu Gilei v'avash v'abchines bitul Eloh v'yisparach. This is the love that flows when there's complete bitul and alignment. Ki v'ahafta beis pa'amim oir. The word v'ahafta, it says in Kabbalah, is the gematria of twice oir. Oir is 207. Aleph, Vav, Resh is 207. You know which word that is? Roz. Secret. The secret. 
Raz is a secret. That's Eir. When you could see the Eir in everything, you know it's secret. <laughs> right? Eir reveals its secret. Vahafta is twice Eir. The word Vahafta is based on Eir. So he says the word Bayoim Hazeh represents the Gilui of Yichud Eilah that happens on this day when they come to the mountain. So now they're Kalim for Kabbalah Satoid of Lamer. And it represents the type of Ahava that comes from such a revelation of Eir. The light of Hashem being revealed, there could be a true love, a true connection. Then they come to Midbar Sinai, the Gemara says, why is it called Sinai? From the word Sinai, hatred. So the Gemara says, because, it's very interesting, why is it called Sinai? You know what the Gemara says, right? That's the day anti-Semitism was created. At Sinai. You want to know why is there anti-Semitism? Har Sinai. The Sinai went down to the nations of the world. But the truth is the words are, not the this hatred went down from them, but to them. On Sinai, you have a sinner to the part of you that Sitra Achara. You have the ability to weaken the Sitra Achara, the other side in you. That's the Tushia. The Torah weakens it. That's what happened at Sinai. Umidbar is also Meloshin Dibur. Midbar Sinai is from the word Dibur Kamai. Umidvarcha Nava, like it says in Shashirim. From the word Dibur, your words are beautiful in Shashirim. Venikra midbar betoisvis mem. Kiamem ume oisius he emantiv shein lahaktin ha inyin. The word mem in the beginning of the word Dibur, midbar, is because mem is from the five letters, the six letters of, of Diktuk. One, two, three, four, sorry. Hemantiv, hey, aleph, mem, non, saf, yud, vav, and Diktuk. They come either before a word, or at the end of a word, or in the middle of a word. And it always minimizes the meaning of the word. For example, if I say, Tenli uga, give me the cake. Tenli meha uga means, give me from the cake. So the letter mem and also the other ones, hey, aleph, mem, nun, saf, yud, vav, and diktuk, they minimize the word. So what does he say? Midbar means that the dibur is diminished because it's not my own words. It's a conduit for Hashem's words. That's the mem before the dibur. Midbar Sinai. Midbar Chanava. That's the mem. In other words, you minimize, you minimize the ego. It's like the moon is receiving from the sun. Va'azai. And then the Pazak says, Va'yisumi Rifidim. They left Rifidim, Chinas Rifyon Yodayim. Rifidim Chazal say means the weakening of the hands. It was a time that the Jewish people became weak. The Gemara says, why is it called Rifidim? Because in Rifidim they became weak from abandoning Torah. There was a weakness in the power of their soul. So they left the place of Rifidim. They left the place of weakness, of immobility, of immobilization, of spiritual paralysis. That's Rifidim. They came, they opened themselves up to a place where they got 
the strength for the soul, not the refidim, the strength of the soul, and the toshia, the weakness of the sitra akhira, the weakness of the blockages, that everything could become, the unburdening of the blockages, that it could become a reflection of Ein Saif. So, because of the gilu of Yoy Bo Midbar Sinai, which is not just a place, but it's also the place of Dibur, where Hashem's Dibur comes through you, and therefore your Dibur is small, and it's Sinai. You are the Sina. There's a Sina that goes down. What does it mean to the Umas Like we said, Torah is Oiz for the Nefesh Alakis and Tushia for the Nefesh Bahamas. That it weakens the Koyach HaSitra because of the Gili of Ein Saif. So it's Midbar Sinai. They went away from a weak soul, which is trapped in blockages of the body and the animal soul, to Midbar Sinai, where they were open to the full gili of Ein Saif, which allowed it to be in Kabbalah Satayra by Dabr al-Kim as Kolad This is a Maimer, ah? A Maimer, ah? Fire. You have to thank Hashem that He sent such a soul to the world. Al-Terebbe. Al-Terebbe, the Rebbe. <laughs> We're all part of it, of course. It's an energy field. The more, the more you're a moon, the more light you have. <laughs> a lot of layers that build up. Blockages, yeah. Blockages, exactly. Yeah, vahaftas bigamatria base pa'amim oir. You have the light of the sun. You have the light of the moon. You could love. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.